Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. We are back for more of your questions, and what I'm going to do today is cover a collection of questions that I've received recently from you. They're all great questions, and if you are out there and you have a question or a struggle or a challenge, something that you are just having trouble getting over that is keeping you from making progress, please don't hesitate to email. So many times when I get emails from you, uh, from a lot of you, it will say, I'm sorry to bother you, or I'll try to keep this short, or I've been wanting to email you for so long and I just finally pulled the trigger. I, you don't have to apologize. I want to hear from you. I say it all the time. Please email. If you're out there thinking, gosh, I don't want to bother her. Or, oh, she must be busy. I am busy and I want to be busier with your questions and your answers. I want to help. You can have support. So why are you waiting? Waiting is holding you back. You could have an answer to your question. You could have a solution to your challenge. So please stop waiting and know that I genuinely want to help. It doesn't bother me at all. It's exactly what I want because I am here to help. I am here because I know how much it sucks to struggle and how much it sucks to feel stuck, and I want something more for your life. So if you are not on the VIP email list, you can get on it. It takes two seconds over at primalpotential.com. Just put in your name and email address. That gives you direct access to my inbox. Stop waiting. Send me your freaking question already, will you? All right, so let's dive in. We're going to cover a bunch of different questions in a, a rapid fire kind of way. Instead of taking one question and doing a 20 minute or so episode on it, I'm going to tackle five or six different questions here. So I talk a lot about big rocks and small rocks. Big rocks being the things that really move the needle, the things that make the difference, right? And small rocks being, I mean, is there a good, better, best choice? Sure. Is it going to really make a difference in terms of your progress? No, not really. And so I talk about identifying what your big rocks are so you don't waste your time on these things that really don't make that much of a difference. And so many of us get caught up on the little nitty gritty stuff. And some of that is just avoidance. But one question I got is, how do I find out what my big rocks are, the things that will really move the needle for me? And the number one way to identify your big rocks is by tracking. And I know so many people are hesitant to do this, but it really does not take much time. And I can say that because I track every single day and I read what my clients track every single day and I know how much time they spend in there and it's really not that significant. When you track what you eat, how much and when, and your hormonal biofeedback, your mood, hunger, energy cravings, quality of sleep, things like that, you can so quickly see, oh wow, I see that when I don't get enough sleep, I make really terrible food choices the next day. Or, huh, interesting, it looks like I am most hungry uh, when I do this particular thing 
thing or I experience the most kind of out of control eating patterns when I'm stressed at work or when I'm working too much or whatever it is. Those patterns become really obvious to you. So when you start to see two good days, three bad days, one good day, four bad days, one good day, one bad day, start to look at the commonalities. And you might see that it's about being overwhelmed. You might see that it's about sleep. You might see that it's about stress. It might be just related to what you eat. If you start your day with sugar, you eat more sugar. If you start your day with fat, you eat less sugar. Those kinds of trends will be very available and and you'll see them very quickly. And if you need help with that, you can do a one-time consultation with me to help you see those trends because we work off a tracking document to do that. But here's the reality. If you see, wow, when I start my day with a muffin or a bagel or a granola bar, I'm a lot more hungry and I eat a lot more. That is going to identify that breakfast is a big rock for you. It's one of those things that makes everything else easier. If you focus on fat, protein, and fiber at breakfast, you make better choices throughout the day. Therefore, breakfast is a big rock for you. It is something that has a significant impact on everything else. So tracking is the best way to identify what your big rocks are. Another question that I get is when you say fat burning, and I do say that a lot, getting into fat burning mode, allowing your body to, you know, turn on your fat burning potential. When you say fat burning, do you mean ketosis? Short answer, no, I do not. Long answer, it could be, it might not be. So ketosis is when your body's energy needs are being met by ketones, not by sugar. Naturally, your body, when it looking when it's looking for fuel, it's first going to look to burn sugar. So if you're consuming a lot of carbs, it's going to use that up for energy first instead of turning to body fat, okay? You can burn fat without being in ketosis, okay? Ketosis is when your body shifts from burning sugar as its primary fuel to burning fat as its primary fuel, and I think that's where a lot of people get confused. You can use sugar as fuel based on what you eat. So for example, I don't eat a lot of carbs. I don't eat a lot of starches. My carbs do come from vegetables. Vegetables are carbohydrates, even if it's broccoli or Brussels sprouts. More on that in a few minutes on another question. So my body does burn sugar when I eat those vegetables. They are broken down to sugar. The building blocks of all carbohydrates is sugar. And so my body is doing that. I am not in a state of ketosis, but any additional energy needs my body has it can burn my body fat. That doesn't mean I'm in a state of ketosis. So they are two different things. To be in a state of ketosis, it's not just if I'm burning fat, I'm in a state of ketosis. That's not true. Ketosis is reached not just by a very low carb diet, but also a moderate protein, not a high protein diet, and a high fat diet. Ketosis is when there is no glucose for the body to use from energy. So really very, very low carbohydrate to the point that it's very, very, very low vegetable, even your non-starchy vegetables. Ketosis, when we, when we generate ketones, it's because the body is using fat in the process of breaking down protein. Why does it want to break down protein? Because that's how it generates glucose. When you consume an excess of protein, your body can use that protein to generate glucose, okay? So ketones are just a type of fuel. You can be burning your body fat without being in a state of ketosis. I did a full episode on ketosis, so all the details 
details of understanding what that is and how it works and if it's right for you, I'm going to link to in the show notes over uh, on primalpotential.com or you can just go to primalpotential.com and search ketosis and that will pop right up. Next question is about eating post-workout and talking about is it okay to have carbs post-workout when your workout is in the morning? So the reason for this question, for those of you who are new, is because when I talk about the primal potential golden rules of carbs and fat loss, one of those things is avoiding carbohydrates in the morning, okay? Now, what if, and I say that the best times for carbs when your goal is fat loss is your evening meal or post-workout. So I get a lot of questions about, well, what if I work out in the morning? If you work out in the morning, do what works for you, okay? I work out in the morning. I do not choose to have carbs after most of my workouts, and here's why. My body doesn't need it. Most people do not work out hard enough, long enough, or intensely enough to really need carbs post-workout, okay? Some of you might feel better afterwards, and if you do, and you're still making progress, go for it. The two best windows in terms of really minimizing the impact on insulin for carb consumption are going to be post-workout and after dinner or dinnertime meal, uh, evening time. So if you see results and if you feel best having carbs after your workout, go for it. But try without it too. And you might find, like me and like many of my clients, that you really don't notice a significant difference in your exercise performance or your recovery if you don't have those carbs post-workout. So it's really about what works for you, what makes you feel best, and what allows you to make progress. If you feel better having carbs post-workout, okay, are you seeing results? If yes, awesome. If no, maybe dial back and tweak things a little bit. All right, next question. When you talk about carbs at night, do you mean veggies? Veggies are carbs, right? Yes, they are. I've written about this at length on primalpotential.com, so you can read about it in a lot more detail there, and I've talked about it in a number of podcast episodes, but here's the kind of overarching view. When I talk about carbs at night, I am talking about your starchy veggies, fruit, and traditional carbs that we think of, whether it's bread, pasta, rice, beans, oats, whatever. That's the stuff you want to save till the end of the day. While the rest of the vegetables, leafy greens, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, whatever, they are technically carbohydrates. They are primarily water. So when we look at vegetables, we're looking at a a combination of water, fiber, and starch, okay? When I say liberally consume non-starchy vegetables throughout the day, that is because these non-starchy vegetables are primarily water and then fiber, okay? Now, when we look at, say, a potato, that is going to be primarily starch and then fiber and then water. And so that's why we want to bump the potato to the end of the day. But here's the sort of real short and sweet version uh, for the sake of this episode. Liberally consume throughout the day every vegetable except for potato, sweet potato, plantain, squash, okay? Save the rest of it, fruit, and then your potato, sweet potato, plantain, squash, and regular starches that you would think of in terms of beans, oats, wheat, whatever. Save those for post-workout or your dinnertime meal. So just so everybody's on the same page, 
I am not saying limit your vegetable consumption, not at all. I personally liberally consume vegetables, non-starchy vegetables throughout the day, and you can too for fat loss. Nobody is inhibiting fat loss because of too many Brussels sprouts or too much spinach, although I've probably come close with Brussels sprouts because I could eat my weight in Brussels sprouts because I love them, but I digress. All right, this next question. I've addressed this before on past Q&A episodes, but it keeps coming up ever since I started the What I Ate segment of the show. Two different questions or comments are coming up all the time that I want to address. One of them is, you hardly eat. That's not true, okay? I don't eat often, but I eat a lot. And I did a, a, a snacks episode a couple of weeks ago, Paleo Snack Ideas, and I talk in that about why that is. That is my personal preference. I would rather have bigger meals a few times a day and not snack than have smaller meals and snack more frequently. That just works for me because A, I think about food less, which is important to me, and B, I don't want to distract my workflow. So I would prefer to eat less frequently so it's not always, oh, is it time to eat? Oh, what can I have next? Now I got to prep it. Now I got to clean up from it. I would just rather simplify my day that way. So that's just my personal preference. My meals are just bigger than if I was snacking, okay? And then for those who say, you hardly eat at all, you need to realize that when I say that, say, um, dinner was a veggie stir fry with three salmon cakes, and you think, oh my God, she hardly eats. When I say a veggie stir fry, go and look at my pictures on Instagram. I am talking like three to four cups of vegetables cooked in a couple of tablespoons of fat. And then if I'm doing salmon cakes, I'm probably doing like three medium-sized salmon cakes. So, and then, you know, when I start my day with Bulletproof Coffee, one cup of Bulletproof Coffee can easily be 300 calories. And some days I have two cups of Bulletproof Coffee, so say 500 to 600 calories, right? And then, and I hate counting calories, but I'm doing this only for the sake of those of you who say, oh my God, you hardly eat. That is not true, my friend. My meals are just bigger. So when you hear that a meal is just meat and veggies, remember that I'm talking a lot of vegetables, three to four cups, sometimes more, and they're cooked in a couple of tablespoons of fat, and Bulletproof Coffee is not a low-energy beverage. It is very, very energy-dense. I'd probably have less fuel if I was doing a couple of strips of bacon and a couple of eggs than I do when I do Bulletproof Coffee. So I eat, trust me, I absolutely eat. And honestly, your body is going to tell you, because what I eat only works for me. Your body is going to let you know, are you making progress towards your fat loss goals or not? That is going to give you the best indicator of if you are overfueling your body or underfueling your body. All right, next question. I am stuck in a rut and I have a few good days and then I have a few bad days. Help. First of all, okay, I believe you. If you are telling yourself, that this is where I'm at, I have a few good days and a few bad days, guess what? You're exactly right. You're going to have a few good days and a few bad days. People really underestimate the language that they are using. Seriously, I know this sounds woo-woo and blah, you know, like kumbaya, stand in a circle, hold hands. Let me tell you something. You get what you expect. If you set the expectations that you're going to have a few good days and a few bad days, guess what? Congratulations, you're exactly right. That's all, right? 
somebody somebody posted on Facebook earlier uh, earlier today. I was just browsing through Facebook and I saw somebody say, "Nothing's going right today." Okay, you're exactly right. You get what you expect. Why do you want to set yourself up for that mess? Somebody emailed me, or no, it was a comment on Instagram. In fact, I'm going to pull it up right now. Bear with me because uh, I am going to absolutely pull this up. Let's see. Sorry, this is what we call dead air. And this is because I don't script or edit these shows. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, this was just this morning. Oh, man, am I not going to be able to find it? Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. She said, I posted something and she said, I needed this. I have a bad sugar addiction and I deal with it by overeating, right? Even though it's not cakes or chocolate, I reach for sugar in those moments. Now, I responded to her. Let's see what I said. I said, be careful what you claim. Your words are both descriptive and prescriptive. Those first few sentences aren't what you want to instruct your subconscious. Life is 90% your thoughts and words because they drive your actions and your behavior. So if you say, I have a sugar addiction and I deal by overeating, and even though it's not cakes and chocolate, I reach for that in the tough moments. I believe you. You're right. That's exactly what you're doing, right? So be so careful about what you prescribe for yourself. Don't tell yourself, I'm stuck in a rut. Guess what? You are because you say so. So we really have to work on affirmations. And for those of you who say affirmations don't work, let me ask you a question. If you have a kid, would you go into your kid's room and write on their bathroom mirror, you're a loser? Probably not. Why? If affirmations don't work, why would that matter? Because they do. Because they do and you just don't want to do the work. So if you are saying I am stuck in a rut, the number one change that I have for you is what is coming out of your mouth and what is going through your head. It's not about what's going into your mouth. It's what's in your mind and what comes out of your mouth. Okay, so you really have to work on identifying those negative thoughts that are not helpful and replacing them with things that are helpful, that are productive, because you will get what you expect. If you expect that nothing's going right today, congratulations, you're exactly right. You are exactly right. All right, let's dive into what I ate yesterday. And again, I feel like I need to have a disclaimer. What I eat isn't necessarily what you eat. What I eat is based on what I love, what I enjoy, what makes me happy, and what works for my body. My goals are fat loss. My activity level is different than yours. My metabolism is different than yours. Everything about me is different than you. Um, But maybe we're both a little bit crazy. Anyway, I had a cup of Bulletproof Coffee pre-workout yesterday, and then I had another cup after my workout. And I was going to see if I could wait until dinner to have something else to eat because I wasn't really hungry. And then, bam, I got hungry. So I took out an entire thing that would probably feed a family of peppers and onions. I bought it pre-cut, and I sauteed it with butter, and I had it with just two slices of bacon because I was in the mood for bacon, and I wanted an excuse to make bacon, and I don't need an excuse, so I just made it and I ate it. And then a few hours later for dinner, I had a pretty small grass-fed burger, uh, no bun, and uh, I think I had a pickle with it. And alongside that, I probably had two and a half cups of Brussels sprouts that were sauteed in the fat from the burger. So I cooked the burger, removed it from the heat, and then threw the shredded Brussels in there and just sauteed them until they were uh, cooked through. And that's what I ate yesterday. So like I said at the start of the show, 
If you have questions, if you have a challenge, if you have a struggle, shoot me an email and let me help. I won't just cover it on the show. I will respond to you personally and tell you what I think and what I suggest. So please take advantage of that. I genuinely want to help. So do not wait. Head over to primalpotential.com. Get on the VIP email list. You have direct access to my inbox and you get my recipes and workouts and thoughts and book recommendations and all that kind of stuff. And don't forget... The free Primal Potential iPhone app is now available in iTunes. So just search Primal Potential and grab that. Super excited about it. We'll see you guys back here in another couple of days. And I hope to hear from many of you over email. Until then, we'll see you soon.